Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. Taking your calls and your questions, seeking to be encouraged together in the Lord, just knowing that he has a direction. He already knows how the show's going to go, and he knows what he wants to accomplish. We want to welcome everyone on the East Coast uh, listening in on Hope FM, and we also want to uh, welcome everyone listening on Truth FM and also uh, in California. Uh, we know that Calvary Live is being carried in California and everywhere live on our app and here on Grace FM. Welcome. Now, you guys on the East Coast hearing this program today, what we're about to talk about in the first half hour has already taken place. Uh, and so, we just hope that you pray for kids praying. We you pray for students being mobilized to pray from junior high, high school, even into college. Because this first half of the program, I want to talk to you about the See You at the Pole event that's going to be taking place next Wednesday morning at flagpoles, literally around the world, uh, and here in Aurora at at Calvary. Here, you. Uh, you can have you, know, you can be a part of something we're doing here next Tuesday. So it it'll be Tuesday the twenty fifth. We're gonna have a see you at the pole rally, and I have Pastor Keegan and our pastoral intern Kevin here. Uh, they oversee our high school and junior high student ministries here at Calvary. Welcome to the program, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. And uh, we just want to talk a little bit about, for, especially for you parents. Uh, and if we can put the phone lines live, we might want to. We might be able to take a call. Uh, and so, if you want to call, uh, so we have two uh, pastors that are serving our uh, youth, your youth students. Uh, if you want to, if you have a question about um, students in general, how we can help disciple them, minister to them, or you have a question on how to. Uh, uh, encourage prayer time, maybe start a prayer time in your own home, especially see you at the pole, which is a global event, uh, and our rally. So let's just take one at a time. Uh, Keegan, talk a little bit about see you at the pole. What is it? What are What's going to be happening Wednesday the 26th? Absolutely. Well, see you at the pole. It's really cool because it started in 1990 with a group of, uh, it, was a, it was a discipleship group, a youth discipleship group that as they were joining at a house had this idea to go and pray for their schools and so it so this happened in texas back in 1990 what it did they did a big rally at that point and from that rally thousands of students in september gathered to pray you know and so that's where you know where we find ourselves now in 2018 we find ourselves um, literally millions of students around the world um, gathering to pray at flagpoles around the world. And so that's where, um, yeah, that's where we're at. And and so we'll see you at the poll. It happens the fourth Wednesday of September every year. And we, you know, it's a student-led, student-initiated prayer gathering. And so for youth leaders, for parents, it's really a place where 
you you know you want to encourage students to lead it to facilitate it um to, to organize it so that's where we're holding the rally event to encourage that so for see you at the pole uh kevin you're they're going to be meeting at their flagpole on the property of their school yes that's right yeah so at seven o'clock uh in the morning uh that's the the suggested time each student should should find out from their school when their um their actual meeting is going to be and so they'll they'll be meeting on the property uh around the flagpole and um, really, yeah, the idea is to be praying. Um, and this theme, the theme for this year is brokenness. And, um, and it's easy for, for kids. Or, um, it's easy for all of us to see kind of the brokenness that's happening in this world. And, and uh, you know, Paul's response in Ephesians to seeing that brokenness was to fall to his knees and pray. And that's, that's the, uh, the theme verse for this, uh, for this year is Ephesians 3.14. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, um, our heart for those students is to go to the flagpole um, with one another to to pray, to put these uh, their petitions before the Lord, uh, to be praying for government, be praying for their their schools, uh, their administration, their friends, their their communities, all the things that they see in this world that really only the Lord's uh, going to be able to do a work in. Uh, and so, submitting themselves uh, to the Lord in that time. And so, so it looks different for each each group, um, but the, the general idea is prayer. And so some will gather around in a large group to pray. Mm -hmm. um, some will do some small groups to pray, um, but the, the focus is prayer. And there's there's also, um, you know, they have liberty to do different things too. Like some of them uh, will do some worship before they start praying, um, will read scripture before they start praying. But but the idea is to, to really to be praying um, and putting their petitions before the Lord. And so the uh, Keegan, you mentioned student-led. So in my mind, as I'm picturing the flagpole at, uh, let's say, Smoky Hill High School here, is this uh, is this going to be primarily students there? Uh, is it is it expected to have parents there, youth leaders? What's the general expectation at a typical uh, high school or junior high? Yeah, so <clears throat> you know what that would look like is you know parents and youth leaders are invited to go. Um, however, they should take more of a role of taking pictures you know, background roles where okay. the prayer and the, that prayer meeting should be led by the students. Trying to spark a, spark a, um, a prayer revival among the kids. It's interesting. I mentioned that in our Bible study this uh, weekend uh, as a church, there was such a, 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 it started with me uh, as, as a pastor and as a man of being convicted of my prayerlessness on a personal level. I read a book by a man, Manny Mill, uh, you guys know about it because I brought it back to our church. But I was, I, I was, I, I received a gift at a conference. I normally don't read those books. I don't have time to read a stack of books. That one stuck out to me. Read it, was convicted, and it's not that I was prayerless. I, I wasn't convicted of prayerlessness uh, in the sense that I never pray. But this urgent, radical, intense, regular prayer life, and extended into the life of our church, uh, we we changed some of our emphasis and our focus and even to include prayer as part of our regular uh, service on Wednesday night and in our youth groups. And, and we're just, we just finding ourselves praying more, including even uh, having uh, a new position develop here, a pastor that's responsible for prayer, who prays for prayer and keeps us all uh, reminded. That's just his heart and his passion. So uh, what, what is, and so my point was this, not everybody likes to pray. Uh, not everybody likes to pray in groups. Um, it's it's unfortunate, but do you find an, in overseeing uh, the kids and the years that you guys have overseed the the students and in, in the do you find a similar issue with uh, prayerlessness among kids? 
Absolutely. You know, and I've seen that even with our, the Give 10 we do with the Junior High Ministry at Calvary Aurora, you know, I've seen that it can be challenging for students to pray, to pray out loud, <clears throat> to pray in groups. Um, so, yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, you see even like kind of listening to students pray, you can as a as a just as a Christian, I can tell that there there isn't a strong prayer life there just by how they're praying. Yeah. Um, so it's just a, it's an area of growth that um, amongst our Christian students that we really I mean, all of us as as Christians to grow in our prayer life. So how about you, Kevin? What do you see among the students in the high school level? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh, just like you see with adults, there's there's those that um, pray and pray often and really see um, the pow- power of prayer where they're they're seeing God answering their prayers. And then there's the students that don't. Um, but I think really the answer to that um, is to continue to pray. I, and just like in any discipleship um, opportunity or discipleship moment, it's um, praying with our students. And I think that's you know, for the the impetus for that is on the parents, um, for them to to be praying with their students, um, so that they know and see um, what it's like to pray, um, to be teaching them to pray scripture, um, to be teaching them to pray for the things that you know Jesus would pray for. You know, and when we pray in Jesus' name, um, we're not just you know saying in Jesus' name at the end of our prayers, but we're praying in the in the um, the heart of Jesus, what He would be praying for. Um, and praying in his position as well, and teaching our students that as well. And so a lot of what uh, our students see and the, the way that they're going to be praying is, is what they see around them. So the more that parents are praying, the more their students are going to be praying. So I want to come back to this at the end of the segment here. Uh, I want just to remind you, if you tune in, you're listening to Calvary Live. I know you guys not listening on Grace FM, you hear the program one week delayed. So the event that we're referring to right now has already passed. So we're just hoping you listen online and you connect uh, with us on Grace FM. But if you're listening on Hope FM or Truth FM uh, or in California, you're hearing this one week delayed and this event's already passed. But for us here in, in Colorado, you're live. And on Wednesday, September 26th is a global event known as See You at the Pole, where students around the world are gathering together 7 a.m. at the flagpole or the flag in wherever the flag's displayed on the property of their school to pray. It's a student-led initiative started in 1990 uh, by a youth group and has just taken on uh, a, a life of its own as God has blessed. He always blesses prayer, and he blesses kids uh, to to come together. God, God, I, I love praying with, uh, and I'm using the word kids, and it's hard for a college student to be considered a kid, but at my age, that's still kid age. Um, I have kids that have graduated college already. So um, I, what I mean is students, young adults, high schoolers, junior hires, uh, your prayers. There's a simplicity about uh, the prayers of a student and the necessity of a prayer life on campus. And the emphasis is student-led. Parents are welcome. Uh, youth leaders are welcome. But, but they're encouraged to be a support to a student-led initiative. So what we're doing this year that's different uh, that we haven't done before, is we're holding a pre-rally the evening before, Tuesday night, when, uh, Tuesday night the 25th, here at Calvary in Aurora, from 6.30 to 8.30, we're holding a See You at the Pole rally, where we're going to have guest worship, we're going to have testimonies, we're going to have giveaways, and we're going to have some specific prayer times to, to kind of gird up this event and encourage 
uh, youth groups throughout the metro area here in Denver. So if you're a youth group leader, if you're a parent, if uh, you are a teacher and you want to drop your kids off for the rally, uh, you can do that next Tuesday, the 25th, 6.30 to 8.30, right here at Calvary Aurora. It's a see you at the poll rally. So tell me uh, what led you to do this, Keegan. Yeah, you know, it's <clears throat> each year I've been invited to, so for the five years I've served in youth ministry, each year I've been invited by a student to come to their CU at the poll. And in each year I've gone, what I've found is knowing the heart behind CU at the poll to be student-led, student-initiated, when I show up to the flagpole, I, I sense that the students look to me for direction. They look to me almost to lead it. And, and so this year it was really on my heart. I want to participate. I love this event. I love the heart behind it. Um, but the best way I can participate is to hold a rally to encourage them, uh, to oversee theirs, to encourage them to just show up to the flagpole. Uh, you know, that's really the heart behind the rally is that we can come alongside them. There is a position I can take as a youth leader um, to help them in that. Kevin, coming alongside as a team, it's like the, one of the first events you're involved in, uh, in your oversight. What, what's on your heart with, uh, with the event, the rally? Yeah, I'd, I'm you know in agreement uh, with Keegan in that. I think getting kids excited about um, what they're going to be doing the next day. Um, you know, one of the I think one of the things that holds kids back most um, about this event is just kind of a, a fear of the unknown. Um, whether kids are going to be there, you know, if they're going to be by themselves, you know, what to pray about, all sorts of things like that. Um, and you know, to hold this event, it's a it's a reminder to them that they're not doing it alone. Um, or you know, they they get to see who's going to be there the next day. Um, and they get to know what the needs are um, as they're, you know, asking their friends about um, what they could be praying about um, and, and different prayer points that we're, we're going to be praying over uh, at the event in, in preparation that, um, that they're prepared for it and they're, they're excited about it and they're ready um, to see God move in their schools um, and in their communities. So that's, that's really my heart for the event is, um, is that kids would see uh, just the, how exciting it can be um, just to, to see um, as we would lift our, our prayers up to the Lord that, that the Lord's going to not only hear us, that he's not only going to listen, but that he's going to answer those prayers. And he does every single time. Um, I have another testimony to share, but I'll share it later because uh, we really want to focus on see you at the poll. So in, in light of this, uh, this rally, what can what can someone expect? They drop their kids off. Um, what what's the night going to look like? At least what what do you foresee it looking like? Yeah, you know what the night will look like for the rally is we'll have a time of of youth groups coming together and Christian students really around our. Uh, locally and around the region coming together. So we'll start off with some simple icebreakers, hanging out, um, just getting to know one another. Um, then we'll we'll go into a time of, of worship. Uh, we'll have uh, times of students sharing testimonies with the theme of being broken. Um, really, our student testimonies are going to be a season of brokenness that God has delivered them from and how God delivered them from that brokenness, how God answered prayer. And so we'll have that with the student testimonies. We have some giveaways that we'll give out uh, throughout the night. And, uh, and again, just an exhortation from students to students, particularly on to, to go to the poll and to, to pray for their, uh, for their schools, to pray for their community, pray for our government, pray for their families, pray for situations of brokenness. So we've got a few, you know, we got about 10 minutes or so left in the segment. If you're a parent or maybe even a student listening in and you have questions, maybe you have a question about how can I start praying with my child? How can I... Uh, disciple my kids? What is a devotional time? Uh, those types of questions. We have two key youth leaders here in Calvary Aurora uh, that are available to talk it through. We may or may not have the answer together, uh, but you, we can talk it through uh, and, and help you uh, disciple your kids. Never, There's never been a deeper 
desire, I think, on my heart as a pastor in the 19 years I've been here than to really not just provide youth groups, uh, which our church does, but to provide help and tools for ki- parents to disciple their kids. You're the front line. You, you as parents are the front line responsibility for the kids that have been entrusted to you. And I know sometimes you don't feel adequate enough. So we have open lines, 303-690-3000, and give us a call. Uh, You can text us to 720-336-0897. There's a text coming in. It says, we actually did see you at the poll at my high school in 1974 uh, in Orange County, California. And when we were experiencing a mini revival at our campus, it was an often awesome time of seeing God change lives. Many kids showed up, including teachers and our principal. So maybe there were some seeds planted uh, even before this movement, this uh, particular movement. Uh, because, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> Any new idea we come up with, uh, someone's come up with it before us. And uh, it's good to know that that you had a great experience Back in the 70s, I mean, if you're in the early 70s, then then you're really close to the uh, to the the revival that God was pouring out in Orange County to begin with there with Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa. Uh, so that's good. 303-690-3000. Now you had mentioned so we've got the rally. Uh, everybody listening on Grace FM, you're invited. Uh, you this is going to be here at Calvary Aurora from 6:30 to 8:30. Uh, it is a See You at the Pole rally. There'll be some special music. There'll be some student testimonies, uh, some giveaways, and some time just to encourage kids, young people, students, high schoolers, junior hires, college-age students to wake up early the next morning yes. and be at the pole. Uh, now, so I had a thought, and I wanted, I, I, was, I would say for the, ki- for the, <laughs> for the young person that's, gonna, that's afraid to go to the pool, pole, to the flagpole and pray, uh, they're, they're, they're already kind of concerned maybe with a group or praying in a group. But I'm thinking of the, the, the young person that might be hesitant and fearful to go to the pole because they're going to be the only one or they're afraid they might be the only one. I have a thought of encouragement to them, but before I share it, what are your thoughts, Kevin, to the one that goes, I don't know, man, I don't want to be all made fun of and bullied because I'm standing at a flagpole alone praying. Yeah, I mean, I, first of all, you know, we, we know that see you at the poll is not uh, a demonstration. It's not, you know, this is uh, standing up for the things we're, we're against. Really, it's standing up for the things we believe in, um, and we believe in the power of prayer. And I would really encourage that student that even if uh, they feel like they're the only one, we know that with Jesus, we're never alone, right? And so they aren't the only ones standing there. Um, I think it's a great opportunity, too, for them to build their faith and, and just trust that the Lord's going to open up uh, opportunities even to share why they're the only one because um you know maybe there's some people that um you know maybe there's some barbs here and there but um there's going to be somebody that's going to ask you know why was it why why did you come and stand at that pole and it's a great opportunity for them to share their faith um to to say you know why they believe the things that they believe and i think that's a great opportunity um and it's something that you know just like um uh, uh, paul told timothy that we don't have a spirit of fear but um you know god's given us um, a spirit of love and power and a sound mind. And so uh, I'd encourage them just to, to trust in the Lord and know that he's got them there for a purpose. It's not for no reason that they're the only one there um, and that they can trust in that and, and that the Lord's going to use it no matter what. Keegan, anything to add? 
Yeah, you know, I think there's there's plenty of testimonies of, of students being the only one there. But what's so encouraging about this CU at the poll being a global thing, you might be the only one at your flagpole, but you're praying with millions mm-hmm. of other students. Um, and, and then in addition to that, the parents, the leaders, and the other Christians that know about this event that are just praying for them and praying. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I think that's one of the great parts of these testimonies. And you can go to the syatp.com. You can look at some of the, that's the CU at the poll website and you can see some of these great testimonies of students that have shown up but have really encouraged those that the onlookers to say I'm not alone in this there's there's a lot that are praying with us um, with me in this time and I would add uh, as I was thinking you guys both touched on a, a little bit of what I was thinking in in relation to your you're you're going to the poll uh, for the simple reason of an open demonstration of your prayer life and you're just going to be praying in an open area that will be make it very um, not only uh, encouraging, but a witness to anyone that might see you. And it'll open up the door for conversations. I know that might be a fearful thing for you, uh, because up to this point, you've sort of kept your faith to yourself. But I would encourage you to not um, not be, you, it's not something that you need to work up courage and work up boldness. Because as a believer, no matter what your age, whether you're a sixth grader just starting middle school, or you're a senior in high school, uh, you you have the dwell the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit in yes. you already, and you may not even you may even walk to the to the pole fearful in your own flesh and your own strength, but bold as a lion in the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you take the steps of obedience, you know maybe you didn't even know about see you at the pole. Now you're being prompted by it, but you're thinking, oh, I could never have enough courage. It's okay to go in weakness. Uh, to go in weakness that is matched by the strength of the Lord. So it's not all on your shoulders. Uh, the grace of God and the strength of God and the love of God is sufficient to move and motivate you to demonstrate what what you what you would normally do. Now I, I can I can all I can also hear the critics saying, "Well, wait a minute." Jesus said to go into your closet and pray by yourself. But at the same time, Jesus also prayed openly and out loud, and people around him heard him in John 17. And so you got to be careful with things in the scriptures that you don't make absolutes out of things that are not absolute. Uh, and so Jesus prayed in a variety of different ways. And the idea that he demonstrated or taught us is not to pray self-righteously, yes. pompously, and pridefully. So just know uh, if you're hesitant right now about, I don't know if I could do this, you can in the power of the Holy Spirit. And even if you're weak, you don't have, even have to wait for the feeling to be strong. You can show up weak and the Holy Spirit will meet you there. So we got a phone call. Uh, let's pick up this question. And let me get to my call screen is Helen calling from Aurora, Colorado. Helen, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Hi. Um, I'm just calling to um, encourage you guys with the prayer at the poll. Um, I know that when I was in high school, it was really tough for me in my faith. Um, And just to manifest it, because I know that none of my friends were Christian. Um, And I know that we, my, my Bible club teacher always had to do um, every Wednesday we would do uh, prayer at the poll and um it, it made high school so much easier and so the first i remember the first few times um just have like standing behind the scenes and letting everyone else pray um but eventually it really um helped my prayer life because then i was like you know i'm gonna pray for god to strengthen me and and to like overcome this temptation with my friends and and to do to not do this or to be able to tell my friends about christ and um as like my four years in high school, as I we did prayer at the poll, um, I really, really could see the Lord um, working in me, 
um, and growing me in my faith. And I mean, I was just, I mean, I was very new. I, when you're in high school there, uh, you're kind of like, uh, I want to do this, but not this. And so, um, I know that prayer at the pole was very important for me in high school. And I know that the Lord used that prayer time to really keep me from a lot of things. Um, so I just want to encourage, uh, the pastors that are a part of this and the students that, um, I will be praying alongside you guys because I definitely believe in the power of prayer at the pole at school because um, at first for me it was a little bit embarrassing because I was like, I'm standing here and people are walking in. But then I was really proud to stand with a group of five. It was five of us plus a teacher, and sometimes it was three of us. And um, it was just um, something that really helped me come out of my shell and really um, not be ashamed of being Christian, to be really proud of saying, you know, this is what I do, this is what I stand with, and this is why I do it, because I love God, and God loves you guys. So I just want to encourage you guys, and um, think it's awesome that, that this year Calvary Aurora is doing the, like, it's making it making a big um, kind of deal about it, because it's really important to do prayer at the pool at school, because that's where, as a high school student, I remember, it wasn't that long ago, <laughs> um, you have so many temptations, and that's really when you really want to hold on to the Lord and right. and not forget the things that he does in our life and how great he is and yeah <laughs> well thank you so much helen thank you guys yeah, thank and you, i think helen. it's awesome and i'll be praying alongside you guys all right thanks awesome. i appreciate the encouragement thanks hey we're coming up with just a few minutes left so we talked about a few things number one see you at the poll event student-led prayer junior high or middle school high school college wednesday the 26 7 a.m but before that here at calvary aurora which is Basically, we're on Hampton, one block east of Tower Road. Uh, We have a free event, so all the youth leaders, uh, parents, uh, dropping your kids off. Uh, Parents, if you want to come in the back and watch, you're more than welcome to come. Uh, It it is open to you as well. Uh, You know, the kids, it's open to you if you want to be here. So uh, we'll be here 6.30 to 8.30 next Tuesday, the 25th. This is a See You at the Poll rally to encourage students uh, to pray in the morning, to encourage them to pray. There'll be special music. We've got a, a, a worship team coming in from Grace Church here in Aurora. What's it called? Love in the Trenches. Love in the Trenches. we got student-led testimonies. Yes. yes. Free giveaways. Yes. And some directed prayer for that evening. So we got uh, a couple minutes left. Keegan, final thoughts? Yeah, well, you know, for parents that really feel like, you know, what can I do to be involved? One thing, you know, bring bring those students some treats, donuts, something like that. You can encourage your student like That's that. That's a great idea. Um, you can go to the courthouse and pray. You know, so parents that, that want to uh, join in that way, go to the courthouse and, and pray uh, amongst parents. If that's something that you, it's really heavy on your heart, um, yeah, that's what I would say. And Kevin, final thoughts? Yeah, I think I would say that um, this is going to be an amazing event, um, but I would say don't let it end there. Um, You know, kind of the heart for See at the Poll is uh, to start um, prayer groups within schools, um, getting students to to meet together and talk about the things of the Lord. And so I would say, you know, don't uh, don't let this just be one event, but just the start uh, of something that the Lord's going to be doing in each one of these schools. And uh, just to encourage those students, I mean, you know, step out in faith and see what the Lord might do to answer these prayers. Yes. Keegan, you want to end in prayer, and then you'll you'll hear the the uh, music, and then that's when you can amen it. <laughs> awesome, All let's right. pray. Hey, God, we thank you so much uh, just for for how you how you allow us, God, to come to you, and you tell us that we can come boldly to your throne of grace, Lord, and we we do so through prayer. And, and God, I pray for the hearts of of the students, God, and and specifically even here in Colorado. Mm. 
you know, just praying for, for our students, for our Christian students that are even as Helen had spoke, like, Lord, that speaks to so many of where they're at and just wanting to proclaim their faith, but God just not, not sure how, or Lord, even in the scripture that Kevin shared that there's, there's a resistance, God, there's a Mm -hmm. timidity, but you haven't given us that spirit. Lord, that, that that fear is not of you. And so, God, I pray for a boldness and a courage amongst our youth. And, God, I pray for for parents and, and for, for youth leaders. And, God, just for, for the Christians listening in, God, that you would strengthen us in our prayer life. God, that we would, we, we would heed your word that you say to come to you with everything. God, that we wouldn't just wait for things to be broken, but, Lord, that we would come in the good and in the bad. And, and God, however... Um, you know, and, and with every prompting that you give us. And so, you know, I pray for the local schools here in Aurora, God. I pray for our schools in Colorado. And I pray for the CU at the pole around the globe, God, that, that you would be glorified through it, that kids and students would be drawn closer to you. And God, I pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Hey, we'll be right back in the second half of Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back everyone to the second half of today's program, Calvary Live. Phone lines are wide open and the topics are wide open. So if you want to give me a call, 303-690-3000, text me, 720-336-0897. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Chapel in Aurora. And if you weren't with us for the first half of the program, we were talking about the See You at the Pole Global Student Prayer uh, that's happening next week, Wednesday the 26th, and, and an invitation to everyone here up and down the Front Range in the metro area of our See You at the Pole rally next Tuesday night, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. here in our sanctuary at Calvary in Aurora. More information, just call us at the church, 303-628-7200. Ask for Keegan or Kevin Burke. Either one uh, can give you information on our rally. It's free. If you're a youth group leader uh, and you want to stir your kids in prayer, you want to introduce them to prayer, you want to be an example of prayer. Uh, this is a great free opportunity uh, that we're that we're going to be having next Tuesday here. Uh, come on out! And of course, you guys listening on Hope FM and Truth FM and over in California, we know that uh, you are hearing this a one week delay. So uh, basically, the the see you at the poll event uh, has already taken place because. This is uh, it's Wednesday, uh, and you're hearing today's live broadcast, and the event already took place. But it's okay, because I'm sure your church got the word out, and you know that it's the fourth Wednesday of September is when they do it, and uh, they've been doing it for a long time. Uh, this particular movement has been doing it since 1990, uh, and very exciting to be a part of it. Uh, we just want to encourage our kids to pray. We want to encourage our churches to pray and our parents to pray. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Lines are open uh, and uh, open for any topic. Uh, We're back in Bible study tonight. We're in 2 Kings, and uh, we come together uh, every Wednesday night, praying together, uh, studying the Bible together. We have communion here on Wednesday nights. 
and we um, fellowship together, uh, and it is uh, always an encouraging time. We are studying through the book of Second Kings, and uh, just finding the th- the the scarlet thread uh, pointing to Jesus Christ. Watching how God deals with uh, His people. Uh, of course, when we're reading through in Second Kings, He's He's relating to his people through the Old Covenant, uh, but we always are tying things into our New Covenant of obedient cooperation to the sufficiency of God's power and grace. Good stuff. So we're having a great time on Wednesday nights together. Uh, We invite you out. We start at 7 o'clock. The doors open around 6, and we'd love to have you here. Be a part of what God's doing. You can always watch us online no matter where you are, calvaryaurora.org or on our free app. Calvary Aurora in your in your app store. Or you can, if you're listening to Grace FM and you're out and about, uh, you can listen live. We broadcast live on the radio and we look forward uh, to being a small part of the big work that God is doing in your life. So earlier we had Pastor Keegan here and Kevin, who's our pastoral intern. Kevin just recently took the leadership of our high school ministry and, and is praying about all kinds of wonderful changes that are coming and and our previous youth pastor, uh, Pastor Joel, has moved to Farmington, New Mexico, uh, and he's going to uh, be a part of the ministry there at Calvary Chapel uh, and is going to be serving there and enjoying the work of the Holy Spirit there, knowing that um, uh, that he is going to be transitioning into the lead pastor role, Farmington, New Mexico. Isn't that so exciting? It's such a great uh, story too in in relation uh, I should say God's story uh, how they're stepping out in faith they served here faithfully for so many years he and Jacqueline uh, all of their kiddos were born within the context of the church here and just got to see all that God is doing in their life and the beautiful work of the Holy Spirit in their lives and and as they were stepping out in faith they were stepping out primarily to plant a church in Durango and through a series of events they ended up in Farmington it's awesome you should email them Find out, Joel, what happened? Uh, and I'm sure he would love to share his story in the faithfulness of God. All right, let's uh, go to our phone lines. Um, there's still phone lines open, but Kim is calling from Inglewood. Kim, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. You're welcome. Um, so, yeah, I'm at the stage in my life and in my walk where really all I want to do is please the Lord. Just whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. I just want to do what I'm supposed to do and make you happy. And so I'm uh, I'm doing what I can. I have five children, and I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I'm taking care of them. And my son has medical issues, so I'm uh, dealing with that. Uh, My question is, how can I be a godly wife and not displease the Lord if my husband is kind of doing his own thing? My husband is very into video games, movies. Um, even movies with nudity, um, mm. occasional drinking, smoking cigarettes. And then last night I found out he bought marijuana. Oh. And he's in the stage where everything is permissible. Sure. You, you know that scripture? So oh, I do. I, I, I'm having a hard time. How do I talk to my husband? I'm just having a hard time. I, I want to please God, but if I get mad at my husband or have a talk with him, that leads us to a fight. 
I'm sure that's displeasing to God, so I kind of don't know how to go about it. Well, you know, a radio program is a little bit of a shortened opportunity to to sit down with you, and I think it'd be really good for you to sit down with a godly older woman that can walk you through this, um, because there's quite a few uh, variety of answers. Um, the first one, though, that comes to mind is something that Jesus taught us in Je- in John chapter 15, when he spoke about the abiding life, and and the importance for you to find yourself in an abiding relationship with Jesus. You know how he said, I am the vine and you're the branches, and he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, because without me you can do nothing. And so everything that you choose to do in the flesh with your husband, it really will amount to nothing. But if, as you're empowered by God, as you're drawing all of your strength and resources from God, he's going to lead you and guide you on how to love your husband, uh, not just obeying the command, but responding to the love relationship that you have with God in order to communicate with your husband. And, you know, sometimes in your abiding relationship with God, your husband's not going to like what you hear, what he hears, and it'll cause yeah. an argument. Uh, and yeah. so you, you don't really control that part of the relationship, you know, as you're, as you're praying for him, as you're waiting, as you are speaking. You know, it's okay to communicate with your husband. It's okay for you to say, I don't appreciate you looking at naked women. It's okay right. to communicate that. That's, um, you know, some might advocate, well, just sit there and just allow it all to happen. Uh, I don't think so. Jesus would always call out sin and rampant sin. And so I think the key is how you do that. Um, right. Because I, I, I think it's okay to, in, in, the, in the, I believe it's biblically okay, not just my opinion, for you to communicate with your husband uh, on those things that are, you know, the Bible says that if someone sinned against you, to for you to go to him, you and him alone, and share the fault. And right. so, by, yeah, and that's, I feel like I'm doing that. I'm taking yes. myself and my feelings out of it, and Good. I'm just going to, biblically, be sober-minded, Good. Um, keeping the marriage bed undefiled and all of that stuff, and it's not hitting the mark. It's kind of, well, show me in the Bible where you can't smoke marijuana kind of thing. And it's like, really? Yeah, it's it's something that is going to require uh, a submission to the Holy Spirit that he might lead you and guide you uh, and encourage you uh, in how to communicate with your husband, how to love him in the agape love of God, how to... Okay. Um, how how to communicate within the marital relationship, when to speak, when to be silent, when to ask for forgiveness, when to obey God by sharing something difficult with him. It's a very difficult scenario. Very, It's very hard. That's why I know that the Bible advocates the older women coming alongside the younger women and just helping them along the way. So that's where okay. I would lead you. Do you have a, a godly woman in your church that you could connect with? Yeah, you, um, yeah, I do. I'll reach out to her. Good. Um, for some. Because a, a lot of what she'll <laughs> share with you is just encouragement, because it it's a very discouraging path that you're on right now. Okay. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, well, thank you for that. You're welcome. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. 
Let's see who's next. Stephen in Aurora. Stephen, welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks, Pastor Ed. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. Fantastic. Good to uh, hear from you. I've called a couple times. Great. What's and, up? Uh, that was great to call in. Um, so anyhow, um, I, I have something I wanted to kind of run by you. Um, my wife and I, we have a friend, and I want to be very careful that I'm not, you know, slandering or gossiping. I don't think I am, because I'm just kind of concerned. Um, and this guy, he's, you know, he loves the Lord. I can honestly say that. Um, and he speaks, you know, highly, and, um, you know, he's he's got some wisdom and everything. But it seems to me like he always comes at us with some kind of off-the-wall ideas. Um, and... I'm sometimes I'm, I'm like, wow, where's he coming with this? Then when this seems like such a, you know, he is a great guy and he loves the Lord. Um, and lately he came at us, he was talking to my wife and he told her about this idea that he had. And I was just wondering if you heard of a religion quite like it and how to come across it. But he basically is saying, Hey, well, in a nutshell, we used to kind of, you know, the, the good angels and the bad angels that fell from heaven uh, and he's going back to Genesis, where it says, like, the sons of God or something like that, the okay. people God. Um, and he said all the good angels were basically put into, like, human bodies. And all of us that feel a calling of God, we are those good angels. Okay. Um, and and I'm just like, no, that doesn't really line up with scriptures. As far as I know, is God, when we are conceived in our mom's womb, that's when, you know, God created us in our spiritual beings and our physical physical beings, and I'm like, so I'm where is this coming from? And have have you heard of like such uh, kind of a religion? I haven't heard of that particular variation. I mean, there's a lot of variations on the um, you know the giants in um, in in the beginning of Genesis. A lot of different mm-hmm. ideas of the angelic realm, but. <clears throat> What I like to do with guys like this and with gals like this is I, I like to put the I like to put the emphasis back on them for their newfound uh, theology. And so, since he is referring to the Bible for the beginning of, or at least for part of his, you know, the good and the bad angels, um, their origin from God, I'm also yeah. going to require him to prove from the Bible his novelty, and and you know as well as I do. That's not true. So here's my tactic um, in communication. You know, yeah, somebody's great. sharing something in there. You know, so far so good. God created the angels. A third of them uh, followed the devil. They became the demonic realm. Um, the the demons actually inhabited cats. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just want to get a laugh. <laughs> nice. uh, and and so you know, so far so good in terms of the third that that the two thirds that are obeying God we could categorize as good angels. One third uh, would be the demonic realm. So far so good. And then when he gets to and you know they inhabited people. Okay, well, so that's interesting. That's interesting. You said that. Can where is that in the Bible? Like my tactic <laughs> is mm-hmm. to to draw them draw them along as long as I can before I say, bro, that's just not true. Um, you know, that's just not, so I want, I, I'm, I'm willing to listen to things and, Mm, and I'm, I'm willing to, uh, because I want to keep the dialogue going. I'm most likely it's not going to, um, like the guy, like one time a guy came up to church here and he was in a black trench coat and, and he came in and he handed, he waited after service and he came up to me and handed me his card. First of all, coming in a black trench coat in the hot weather was a bad idea yeah, right. because of, because of Columbine, it's just a bad idea. 
Uh, how, many, so how many security officers do you have come up to him? He draw a lot. He drew a lot of attention and handed <laughs> yeah. me a card. And on his card, I forget exactly. Um, so I may be mistakenly saying it, but like he said, he's the Michael the Archangel. It said right on his business card. And, and I said, oh, really? Uh, Michael the Archangel. You know, I've never met Michael the Archangel. And, uh, and, and so, you know, what qualifies you to be Michael the Archangel? And, and I forget what he said. And I said, but man, um, I, I don't see... I don't, I don't see the characteristics of a, of an angel, you know, and I walked them through till finally I said, you know, you're, you're in a church and you're not speaking the words of God. I mean, uh, Michael, the archangel, according to the Bible would, would always speak on behalf of God. And you've, you've said a lot of things that are on behalf of God. What do you have to say about that? He says, well, you just don't believe you're an unbeliever. And I, and he stopped, you know, he stormed out and, and, uh, mm-hmm. I might even yeah. said, you know, where are your wings and something along those lines. But I, I, I wanted to walk him along because He's obviously in my life, uh, and my first instinct in my flesh would be just to shut it down. Um, but if I'm in sure, the spirit, yeah. I want to walk him through. And so, so since this guy, since your friend has some biblical, um, some biblical references to his theology, I would want him to continue. I would want him to continue with the biblical, um, subs, you know, substance to his theology. Um, all the way to till I finally have to say, come on, bro, you're making this up. You couldn't have got that. And and there's a lot of doctrines that my final word would be, somebody, you learned that somewhere or you read that somewhere because a simple reading of the Bible would never lead you to that conclusion. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, where's it at in the Word? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you sound like you, you kind of, you kind of listen, you kind of at least open up, and that's kind of like, that's hard, you know, when you start hearing things like it's that. Really you know, it's really hard. contradictory, and you're just like, you want to say, hey, what is, where is this coming from? But I try to. Uh, I, no. Let me be clear. I'm not always good at it, but that's my <laughs> right. goal. You know, my goal, unless there's something real heretical in terms of, like, just blasphemous or, you know, that I wouldn't want to hear or I don't want the people around me to hear, like, I, I'm I'm willing to listen, but, but let Let's be consistent. You know, my, my whole, my, I, I also want, be consistent. Let's, if you're going to use the Bible, use it all the way. If you're going to yeah. develop a doctrine, then show me, because I'll show you where you're wrong. And, and of course, there's no, the Bible, the Bible is, makes it very clear. So, you know, let's start looking at the angel. The angelic realm is a separate creation of humans. And while there are a few examples of angels coming in the appearance of a human, they are still angels. Uh, they're not humans. They're not. There's only one person on the planet that ever walked the planet that had two natures. Do you know what his name was? Uh, well, Jesus, right? Jesus Christ. He was both God and human at the same time. There, there is no other created being uh, before, now, or ever to will be that will have two natures like Jesus Christ. So that when an angel appears as a human, that's exactly what's happening. They're appearing as a human, but they retain entirety their nature as an angel. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I thought I heard somewhere about the, uh, I don't know if it was Jehovah or Mormons, maybe Mormons. I thought Mormons believed we were just once, you know, spiritual beings, and then we were kind of placed on this earth. Um. So I was just trying to idea. There is a time. variation for the Mormons that they believe in life before the womb, like you've always existed, uh, and yeah. that you were put into your uh, spiritual father and many mothers uh, ruling a planet type of uh, scenario that um, you 
were put into a womb to be born, but you, you, they believe in something known as preexistence. Um, but this is the, what you described: angels inhabiting people, good and bad. Doesn't uh, just simply is made up. It's nowhere in the Bible. I mean, so is yeah. the so is the preexistence uh, doctrine of the Mormons, but yeah. com- completely made up as well. Yeah, and that was my first inclination. You know, I was asking him, I'm like. Um, well, actually, I haven't really had a chance to quite talk about it. My wife just came to me and said, hey, you know what he told me about this? And my thought was like, where, where is he getting this? Where, show me in the Bible where exactly where he's getting this. And I guess the way he described it is those of us that are, 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 have a calling in our lives, you know, like there are people um, that, and, and I, he's kind of basing this all around um, the, um, you know, the foreknowing of God, the, the, the uh, predestination is kind of where he's basing this around to. So he's like, those that aren't chosen, they'll go in their entire life never to be chosen, and then in the end of their life they'll pass away and, you know, they, they won't go to heaven because they're not chosen. But those of us that are chosen, because we feel that desire in our heart and we're always, there's always something a little different about us than other people. We are the chosen ones because we once were those angels. And I'm just like, uh, well, you know, I, I, and, and that's where the Bible certainly makes a distinction between the chosen, uh, many are called, few are chosen. Uh, yeah. It definitely makes a call, a di- distinction between the elect and the non-elect uh, in the providence and the uh, predestination of God. The, Bible's, the Bible definitely makes those distinctions, but for every believer, every believer has a call. Um, according to Second Peter chapter 1, verse 10, uh, therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. Like every believer has a calling. Um, every believer has God's hand upon their lives. And if a person dies apart from Jesus Christ, if they die not being born again, it will be their own personal responsibility. Um, and that's the evidence that they weren't called. There's, there's, real, there's no real evidence on earth that shows for sure who's called and who's not called. Um, the only time that's sorted out is after death. Only God knows. We don't know. Uh, and it's completely distinct. Angels are a completely distinct uh, creature that uh, is is not the same uh, as human beings. Um, and that's made—I just did a Bible study on, on who are angels uh, in our study in the book of Hebrews. We actually spent four weeks on the, on the, the character and nature of angels that may be— then maybe that's how that might be helpful for you. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, but they're very distinct. You know, angels are ministering spirits that are sp- are sent to minister to human beings. Uh, angels uh, are are. You could even say uh, they look into the work of God among humans, uh, and they're interested. Uh, they are mm. created beings, uh, created superior to men. Uh, they're intelligent. They're powerful. They watch us. Um, some rebelled against God and are demons today. There are different ranks, specific orders of purposes of angels. Um, uh, angels escort believers into heaven. Angels guide. Angels protect. Um, and I'm just reading through my notes real quick here of all the different things that um, are spoken of in the scriptures uh, by, um, by God. They're very distinct from human beings. They, they don't inhabit wow. humans. I did now, four studies. Um, nice. Now, not to go too much off on a tangent, but um, speaking of angels, since we're kind of on that topic, um, isn't there somewhere in the Bible, or is there somewhere in the Bible where it speaks of 
guardian angels? Do we each have Yeah, there's actually a, an inference of that where Je- it comes from Jesus' own teaching uh, that, we, that we get that idea of guardian angels, and that is in, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, it is, um, where is it? There, Jesus speaks of their angels. He actually uses that description. Um, Matthew chapter 18, verse 10. Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. And even remember remember when uh, Peter was delivered from prison, uh, oh, and yeah, yeah. he was standing at the door, and they, the uh, the gal goes back and says, Rhoda goes back and says, it's Peter, and they go, you're crazy, it's you're beside angel. yourself. And she kept insisting, and they said, it is his angel, not yep. a angel, but his angel, uh, that refers perhaps to the specific angel that broke him out of prison. Wow, yeah. That's so yes. Mm, okay. Well, I okay, so going back to the kind of the important um, part of, of my call um, yes. is our, you know, me and my wife, this brother of ours, um, is, is this a, um, an issue that should, that he or we should really be concerned about, or is it a, an issue that Paul speaks about where it's like, this isn't something you really fight about because it's not an issue of who Christ is? Well, um, I, I think it's pretty significant, personally. I mean, the way you describe it, I probably would have to talk to him but the way you describe it is extremely significant on a couple notes. Number one, a complete misunderstanding of the character and nature of angels. Number two, a complete misunderstanding of the character and nature of human salvation. Number three, a complete distortion of the per, the the person or the the work and the ministry of angels, uh, and and his. And, and, you know, his unwillingness to reason from the Scriptures, not only is what he believes unbiblical, but it's extra-biblical. And so it's definitely oh, worth dialoguing from him and ask him where he got it, um, because he either contrived this on his own, uh, which then would just help a brother learn how to use the Bible cro- properly, or he exposed himself to some odd person that contrived it on themselves and is listening to a false teacher. So, I mean, I would verify, again, it's just a phone conversation that's brief, you know, on the radio here, but the way you describe it is extremely concerning. It's a mischaracterization of God and his nature when it comes to predestination and his sovereignty. And and like I said, the the very nature of salvation and what God does when he saves a person and what it's a mischaracterization of the free will of man making um making salvation sound very awkward and real and somehow having angels involved in salvation they have nothing to do with salvation at all yeah yeah in fact i remember in the bible where it says the angels look into our salvation they do they observe us they're scratching their heads they're curious they're like yeah, I just imagine they're like, God, really? Are you sure about Yeah, because, you know, we, like, we yep. stuck with you, because it seems like angels had a different free will than humans, that they had one choice, and if you made it wrong, there's no recovery, and if you made it right, you, you're you eternally worshiping God and staying in His presence, and that the, the, the ones that didn't rebel are, are observing the failures of humans and, and probably... Um, are a little envious of the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ, but they because they have a different one. Jesus did not die for angels. 
He only died for human beings, and that's something special. It's a special love conveyed on human beings, not to be mixed with the angelic realm whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So, I mean, I wouldn't take I wouldn't take a hardline approach in the beginning. I would still talk to him and just, hey, where'd you get this from? And show me in the Bible and and like, man, you're you're like you're skating on a lot of difficult things. You know, salvation has nothing to do with angels, brother. And and uh, like, wh- how how could you mix that up? Um, G- it says right here, unless a man is born again, John chapter three, he won't see the kingdom of God. It says right here that Jesus Christ died for the ungodly. Speaking of human beings in context, I mean, you can go on and on validating and verifying that salvation is for human beings alone. That alone would displace most of his, what you described in his theology, at least this portion of his theology. Yeah, awesome. All right, well, um, great chatting with you as always. All right, man. Thanks for calling. All right, yep. All right, bye-bye. Well, we're coming to the end of the show today. I appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm sorry I couldn't get to some of the other calls, but we had some fascinating uh, questions. And then we also talked a little bit about uh, the See You at the Poll event next Wednesday in our rally. More importantly, that Tuesday, we want to stir up your kids and young students and uh, junior high, high school, middle school, and to love and good works. We want them to pray, be excited about praying. So free rally next Tuesday here at Calvary Aurora, 630 to 830. Uh, Pastor Keegan, Kevin Burke, our pastoral intern of high school, they're going to be serving your kids special music, uh, special time of prayer, special giveaways, and special testimonies, all designed to encourage your students to be actively involved in prayer, uh, to be praying together uh, in all that uh, we want to see God do among our student populations. Um, We are so grateful. So thank you, God bless you, Um, be encouraged in the things of the Lord. We'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing, Calvary Live. This is Ed Taylor, pastor at Calvary Aurora. Go to Calvary Aurora for more info, calvaryaurora.org. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.